Thanks for tuning in to the Embodied Astrology Podcast. I'm Renee Sills, consulting astrologer, somatic practitioner, and embodiment educator. Your Capricorn season reading was recorded as part of the Embodied Astrology 2024 extended year ahead with astrology dates and timing for your sign. If what you hear in this season's episode resonates, you'll definitely want to check out your year ahead reading. These annual offerings are epic and the results of over two months of research and preparation with this year's astrology. They're ready for download now and they include an hour-long intuitive divination and channeled reading for your sign, along with an additional overview exploring key dates and timing for 2024's astrology, with suggestions for working with this year's main themes, opportunities, and challenges through embodied energetic awareness practices. If you enjoy my monthly and annual readings, join me sometime in my weekly class, Somatic Space, where we attune with the astrological symbolism of the week ahead through guided meditation, visualization, and gentle and healing movement practices. We meet live on Zoom every Monday from 8 to 9.30 a.m. Pacific, and you can always tune in with the recordings if you can't attend live. For those of you interested in working more deeply with your own chart, learning to read charts for others, Or if you're an astrologer interested in working with a somatic approach, you might be interested in my foundation's course, Your Chart is a Body. I'll be starting a new cohort in March with the Aries season equinox, and registration is opening soon. Check the show notes for more details on all of my offerings and upcoming events. You can find written transcripts of all of my season-ahead horoscopes in Embodied Astrology's virtual membership community. When you become a member, you'll also get access to the Embodied Astrology blog, and an audio-video library of astrologically-themed embodiment practices and meditations. Your donations and memberships sustain these ongoing free offerings. If you would like to support this work, please make sure to follow, subscribe, and leave a great review. Follow the links in the show notes or go to embodiedastrology.com to make a one-time or recurring donation or to learn more about the different levels of Embodied Astrology membership. Thank you so much for your support. Now onto your Capricorn season horoscope. Capricorn season. Let's start here. The solstice in 2023, December 21st, ushers in Capricorn season. And uh, Capricorn season brings us through January 19th, January 20th. We begin the year with Mercury retrograde. Um, Excuse me. We begin Capricorn season with Mercury retrograde. And on the first day of the new year, Mercury turns direct. So December, the last week of December, Capricorn season, like I said, I hope that you're able to take some time off. I'm going to speak about the end of December in past tense. There was a full moon uh, the day after... Christmas, um, December 26th, that I think is an important kind of turning point for you. It feels like, um, kind it feels like an interesting period of time. And some of you I'm guessing are going to get little, it's like you get acupuncture needles or something from any kinds of, um, family, community, uh, engagement around this time. And there's, 
something that's occurring to you about how you can talk to people. And I think that something is awakening in you about either interest and or capacity to connect when you bring certain qualities into your conversations. And these qualities that you're bringing into conversation, um, they feel invigorating, they feel enlivening, and it feels like you are being supported at this time to connect uh, from the heart and in in a kind of passionate way. And this is a period of time that is asking you to open your mind and think bigger and think in terms of possibility. You are being filled at the end of December um, with heat and with charge. And there's a new self-confidence that I think that you have. And this self-confidence is naturally connective and it wants to be connective which doesn't mean sameness. It doesn't mean merging with other people. It doesn't necessarily even mean empathy. And, and I want to draw a distinction between empathy and compassion. Um, so empathy might refer to really being able to feel what another person is, is experiencing, maybe because you're a very, very empathic person. You have a very permeable body-mind Um, or maybe because you've experienced something similar. Um, Compassion, on the other hand, is the willingness to extend and imagine and hold space with what other people are going through. Um, So that word, you know, to suffer with, compassion, to, to be simpatico with other people requires curiosity. It also requires um, bravery, because sometimes what people are going through is um, totally foreign. You don't actually understand. And so to be with something that you don't understand um, requires courage, actually. It requires curiosity. It requires not knowing what to do for somebody while they're going through something, but showing up anyway. And so there's a feeling here of needing to let go of what is known conceptually and mentally and extend yourself. And you're you're opening your mind and you are getting filled with what feels like courage at the end of the year. Jupiter stations direct in Taurus, your fellow fixed sign, on December 30th. Uh, Jupiter has been retrograde since September um, of 2023. And Jupiter spends about a year in each sign um, and was in Taurus for a, a, all of or almost all a good chunk of 2023. Um, as your fellow fixed sign, Taurus is a very important sign for you. It holds the base of your chart, the anchor of your chart. And as Jupiter stations direct, there's a feeling of your base Uh, wanting to grow or shift or maybe travel. Somehow there's there's like rumbling under the ground beneath you. And the feeling that I have is that a lot of you are thinking about where do you want to go next or how do you want to grow next. There's some kind of desire for expansion in Uh, the ways that you feel yourself in time, space, and place. That could be in your home, with your family, um, 
Some of you might be thinking about traveling or wanting to move somewhere else. There might be an expansion of awareness also around this time. Um, and I was talking about the end of December being a period of time where it's like you're becoming more curious, you're having new and different conversations. And so, um, you know, it is the holiday season for a lot of folks and a lot of people are um, seeing family members or spending more time with family members than they uh, usually do. And so there might be some kind of growing awareness um, and shifting that's happening in those relationships that feels ultimately growth oriented and growth oriented, uh, not good or bad, right? We're not in a binary place here. It's not pleasurable or unpleasurable necessarily. It is about what is next and what is new. And you are into what is next and what is new when it comes to home, family, and sense of belonging. The first day of 2024, Mercury stations direct in the sign of Sagittarius. Mercury uh, stationed retrograde um, back in December of 2023 in Capricorn. This Mercury retrograde phase is asking for a reimagination. It is pointing out where structures that have existed for quite some time are, are crumbling, actually. Like the image that I have in my mind is the image of um, the shell of something. And then the shell has, it, it's so old and it's been so affected by the elements. It's still holding its form, but then you touch it and it dissolves, it dissipates. That's the feeling of this Mercury retrograde is that things that we think are solid are not solid. And we can reimagine um, what reality is and can be. And as we reimagine, um, it is absolutely essential that we open our minds and get new information. Um, the more that you can learn about what other people are experiencing out there, the more informed you're going to be in here. And in your chart especially, there is a desire right now to expand your awareness, to get out of your status quo, everyday, humdrum uh, norm normalcy. You are needing to learn new languages, maybe literally or metaphorically. Um, you are needing to learn new orientations to history so that you can understand your own context better. Now, as Mercury stations direct, um, first day of the year, you have some ideas about where you want to go. But remember, you need to be resting for the first few weeks of the year, or at least kind of holding an internal space. It's like you're cooking something for the first three weeks of the year. So Right away, you have passion, you have curiosity, you have fire. It's like, yeah, let's go. But you got to wait. And in the waiting, um, 
things are cooking, things are getting ready. And the feeling that I'm getting is uh, a fortified mindset. I feel that you are in a very deeply internal place. And in this internal place, you are necessarily grappling with your own limitations. And as you grapple with your own limitations, you are able to either work through them and let them go, or you are able to humbly accept them. And as you accept your limitations, new options open. This is a period of time that is very conducive for you uh, to be letting go of I'm, uh, I'm looking for the right words to describe the sensation. Rigidity. Letting go of rigidity. Rigidity is one thing that will block you. And so when we're thinking about like this shell dissolving, I think you've had some ideas for a long time now about how things should be. Um, and you probably invested a lot of your life energy in, in creating structures for how things should be. Whatever you did, now it's been done and you're ready for the new thing. And you, you are relaxing the mindsets that you had to hold in order to do the last thing. And the rigidity is the idea that you couldn't do something else. So let's say you've spent the last 15 years building a business and you're like, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. But you can't imagine yet outside of it. Like, well, what else would I do? January is a, is a period of time in which you're working it out. And sometimes working it out feels real frustrating. And you're like, Ugh, what else am I going to do? I don't know. You know, and then sometimes you get a breakthrough. And you might have to accept certain limitations. Okay, like I've trained my whole life as a bread baker. I really want to be an astrophysicist, but I'm old now. You know, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I'm going to go back to school. Okay, that's a limitation. But I could be a bread baker who has weekly meetings in my bakery where we talk about astrophysics and get weird with it. And I could devote all of my time to teaching, uh, you know, kids about astronomy. You know, I don't know what it is. It's like you're in a place where you have to get creative. And the creative process is by necessity also a dying process creation doesn't just emerge, right? Like creation is constantly recycling itself. And so what is dying is composting. And what is composted is fertile ground. And from the dark, seeds emerge. And that's the vibe in Capricorn season and especially in January. You've got energy at the end of the year and a lot of ideas, and I think you're kind of fired up. But then we get into January, and you got to slow down and really be with. How are you going to do it? What are you trying to do? How will it take shape? You are working through limitations in your own consciousness, 
that are rooted in rigidity, inability to imagine otherwise, and fear. Rigidity, inability to imagine otherwise, and fear are not your soul possessions. They are inheritances. They are collective inheritances. They are inheritances from the world at large, from history and all its gruesomeness and its reductive kind of binary thinking that dominant culture and modernity in the age of the Anthropocene illuminate. Maybe they are familial inheritances. Maybe you come from people who, for whatever reason, have learned to be fearful or rigid. Lots of really good reasons to be fearful and rigid. But they are limitations, and you are working through them. If you enjoyed this season ahead reading and found it supportive, make sure to purchase and download your 2024 year ahead reading now. My year ahead readings are deep dives into the details of the year, special for your sign, with a focus on making the most of the opportunities and meeting the challenges with skill and grace. You'll get a big picture overview that spans the year, connecting 2024 to the past and the future, and providing a larger context than my monthly readings can get into. Find more information in the show notes or in the horoscope section at embodiedastrology.com. So the first three weeks of January, my friend, give yourself time off. You are processing a lot. I think your brain is kind of tired during this time. Also, the world is brutal and it's not about to get less brutal in 2024. There will be, I think, a lot of reasons to feel motivated and hopeful, but it is not about to get less brutal or less devastating. And you are probably going to feel affected in January. And I think that the ways that you feel affected very deeply want to connect you with your offering and your generosity and what you want to give to the world while you're here. Um, That would be my hope for you. That would be my um, prayer for the evolutionary integration of this energy. There is a new moon on January 11th that is a very dark and deep new moon. And this is a new moon that is planting seeds in the dark and in the deep. And these seeds want to grow into a new idea of what home and family and belonging could look like for you. And so if any of those words spark something, home, family, belonging, they are small words with enormous implications, lots of directions you could go there. Home could mean so many things. Family can mean so many things. What does it mean to you to feel a sense of belonging? Meditate on that. Reflect on that. There's something really important for you here right now that in the next several months you want to be taking action towards. On January 11th, do a little new moon ritual if you think about it. And any sense of loss, sadness, grief, instability, unpredictability that you sense in the world, especially if you are feeling empathic or compassionate towards those who have lost their homes, uh, who have lost their families, who do not have 
belonging in ways that serve and support their greatest well-being. If you are feeling suffering in those ways for yourself or with others, please hold yourself in that suffering. Here is a somatic suggestion um, for you. Uh, the somatic suggestion is yielding practice. Yielding practice is a basic baseline practice for a lot of somatic folks. Um, all you need to do is lie down somewhere. You can also do it while you sit. You can do it if you lean against someone or something. Yielding is coming into contact and in active relationship. It is bringing your awareness to what supports you. So if you're lying down, then you would pour your attention and awareness into the surface of the ground where it meets your body. You would breathe into that contact and you would offer yourself to it. So it's a practice of active relaxation where you scan through your body mind and notice what keeps you from yielding, from really letting yourself be held. And yielding is not merging. It is not becoming enmeshed with the floor. It is feeling the support that is there and sensing that support and actively letting your body receive that support. So somatic practice for you for the depths and the darkness of January that are coming into your chart in your solar 12th house where Capricorn lives is to yield. The very last day of Capricorn season, which is the very first day of Aquarius season, because, oh, well, I guess, I mean, I don't know where things change exactly at midnight or something like that, but on January 20th, uh, the sun will form a conjunction with Pluto in Capricorn. This is the last time that conjunction is going to form. It's forming at the last degree in the last arc minute of Capricorn. This is a period, an ending point for a process that began back in 2008. Pluto entered Capricorn then, and Pluto has a very long orbit around the sun. Uh, over 200 years it takes to travel around our star. It then spends um, somewhere around 14 to 20 years in any sign. It has been here since 2008. Over the course of 2024, Pluto is making its way out of Aquarius. It will retrograde back to the very last degree, um, third quarter of the year, uh, but by November it's going to be on, on its way out for the next uh, centuries, right? We're not going to experience this again in our lifetimes. Pluto was in Capricorn when uh, the United States Declaration of Independence was drafted and signed. Before that, Pluto was in Capricorn when um, the transatlantic slave trade was established. Before that, Pluto was in Capricorn uh, during a period of time in Europe that uh, I have heard, heard called um, the enclosure when... Um, wealthy elite took over the commons um, and privatized them and basically set up uh, economic systems of privatization that were the foundations for extractive capitalism um, and got people to compete instead of collaborate, instead of sharing land and sharing resource 
uh, people could maybe earn more for themselves at the expense of each other. Um, but, you know, paying taxes and uh, being in some kind of economic inferiority to those in power was a movement. This is a generational influence that we've experienced now for the last 15, 16 years, Pluto and Capricorn in this iteration. And Pluto, as a symbol, relates with death and pain. It relates with power, uh, the ways that human beings misuse, underuse, and abuse power. It relates with fear and phobia and terror and terrorism. Pluto, uh, as it transits through Capricorn, brings its qualities to a sign that is associated with governments, with big business, with authority, uh, with dominance, with patriarchy, with policing. Um, and certainly in this transit, we have had our attention uh, brought to the misuse and abuse of power in these realms. As Pluto moves out of Capricorn, guess where it goes next? Into Aquarius. And on January 20th, right after the Sun and Pluto form their conjunction at the last degree in the last minute, both the Sun and Pluto move into Aquarius, the first day of Aquarius season. And so Capricorn season is a time of readying for the God of death and pain and power to move into your sign. Pluto is associated with the underworld, and the underworld is not only a place of pain and death and um you know, toxic power or something like that. It is a place of profound and fertile creativity. It is a place of transformation. And so the work that Pluto does is not just negative. As we come into consciousness around our fears and our phobias and misuse, abuse, and underuse of power, as we come into consciousness around what has been repressed, um, we get liberated and we do transformational work, hopefully. And so wherever Pluto is moving, it's asking for transformation processes to occur. Transformation is death, dying, and rebirth. Um, and so as Pluto moves into your sign, there is an invitation to the underworld. And your personal underworld is a fascinating, terrifying, and very interesting and powerful place. It is a very fertile place. It is a place where your personal power is anchored. And when you engage with shadow work, and when you give yourself time and space to process, uh, you get to really engage with Pluto and what it's offering. And what it is offering you is access to your personal power and to the power of transformation that moves through you and that means that you might be a transforming agent on this earth you might already identify in that way and this transit is here to boost that capacity and calling 
for those of you who have already stepped in, and if you haven't yet stepped in, then this transit is here to open the door. This work wouldn't exist without a team. Ashgood is our website manager. Alicia Mauji is our community coordinator. Ariana Sears-Putowski prepares and edits transcripts of these readings. Gabs404 is our visual creative director. Joe Stewart is our office coordinator. And Vera Lumi composed and created this music. Thank you so much for listening. We're wishing you all the best in the season ahead. Thank you.